You're listening to Productivity on Purpose, Episode 75, Part 4 of Life in Control. It all falls apart without this. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Ladies, we are back. Number four, the fourth and final part of the Life in Control training. I'm Ridhu. I love helping awesome women like you doing it all for all the peeps, the family, the work team, the community, the kiddos, the parents, the friends. You know who you are and give yourself a huge pat on the back right now. I love helping superstars like you step into your potential, your confidence and power by squashing overwhelm so you can thrive at work and thrive at home. Because y'all, we know it is all integrated. All right, so before we jump into this final piece today, I want to first invite you to a free training. If you haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? Do not let this go. Don't put this in your procrastination list. Just hop on over right now to lifeisorganized.com forward slash training and sign up. It's called How Today's Busiest Working Moms Are Getting It All Done at Work and at Home with Less Stress. My goodness, that is a mouthful, but that's exactly what it's going to be about. I'll be teaching you the four universal principles to get out of overwhelm and into control, which is the foundation of my life in control coaching program. It's free. It's fun. It's valuable. And you need to be there, my love. It's filled with tips and strategies with you in mind, the working mama. So again, come on over there. Don't put it off. Get on that wait list and I'll send you all the info. It's going to be kicking off like mid-July-ish. No, August-ish. Oh my goodness. Uh, mid-August-ish. So again, lifeisorganized.com forward slash training. All right. And in preparation for that training, I've walked you through the last three episodes. This is the final episode. The four pillars in detail of this training of everything we're going to be learning, which is that life and control framework. Okay. But just so you know, the information in that training will be different than this. So it's no overlap, but this will kind of give you a good just like foundation of what we're going to be learning there. All right, so today, like I mentioned, is the fourth part in the four-part series of the Life in Control Framework. I will, of course, link to the other three parts below this or wherever, so go click on those, listen to them as well. They kind of all build on each other, Um, but I'll quickly go through what they are. It's basically these four universal pieces. I always like to think of it like puzzle pieces that fit together because if anyone tells you there's just one solution or one tip or one strategy to get your life feeling really organized and calm and peaceful, they lie. It is not one thing. If it was one thing, we'd all be doing it. So after working with like hundreds of women, I have kind of like gotten it down to what I think are the four pieces that we really have to work together and integrate to release so much stress and overwhelm and anxiety in your life and just get it more more smooth sailing. It's never perfect. Life happens. We know that. But if you can get these sort of under your control, even when life goes awry, you have a framework to fall back on. To me, that's what I love the most about it is that 
my life, yeah, goes to shambles all the time, right? I mean, not all the time, but you know, like kids get sick or things go awry at work or something doesn't go right with the renovation or all this stuff or with my parents. And, but I know that I had that confidence that, okay, this week was terrible, or maybe even this next couple of weeks is going to be kind of just off the rails, but I know exactly what to get back to when I'm able to like a week later or on Monday or tomorrow morning. All right. So the first um, part of that was your goals and vision. Okay. So just getting really clear. And again, I'll link to these, but like, what are your goals? What do you want out of life? What makes you happy? What lights you up? And why, why are you actually doing all this for, what are you doing it all this for? Why are you working so dang hard? What's the end goal? So that's the first part. Second part is your schedules and calendars, or as I like to call it time and freedom. And it's really looking at your calendar and saying, okay, I'm really clear on my goal where I want to be. Now let's reverse engineer and make this space and room on my calendar and in my life to be in alignment with what I say. It's really important to me because a lot of times we can say, this is what's really important. This is where I want to go. But if you look at your calendars and how you're spending your time, it is not reflective of that. We don't want that anymore. That's the second piece. The third piece is systemization or systems and processes. And I think you know that you could have the best of intentions. You're like, here's my goals. Here's, I'm going to put all this stuff in my calendar. But if I don't got a a system behind it, it's all going to fall apart, right? It's going to last a day or two days. And you're going to beat yourself up thinking like, oh, I can never like stick to what I plan. I can never get a new habit in place, new routine. Chances are you don't got the right system down. And uh, then then that's going to prevent you from doing it. So that's the third part. And now today's final piece of the puzzle is boundaries and communication, also known as kick-ass leadership, my friend, at home and at work. Again, I'll say that if you get all the first three pieces right, you're integrating it. You're like, I got my goals. I got time on my calendar. I even have a system behind it. But if you don't get this last piece in place, if you can't communicate it to the people who need to know, if you can't put up boundaries on your own time, on your personal space, on your email and everything, and you can't put up those boundaries, y'all, it again is just going to get sabotaged. You're going to risk failure. It's not going to happen. And then what do we do? We end up saying, why doesn't anything work for me? I can never stick with this. Why doesn't this work? I'm not good at this. And all this stupid like self-deprecation starts happening. So This is, to me, I think the most undervalued piece of the puzzle because it's because it's last doesn't mean it's not valuable. It's just the piece that sometimes gets lost in everything else. So we're like, wait, I did all this hard work, but I'm not really sticking to those boundaries or, you know, really communicating in a way that's effective to everybody else. This is going to impact in some way or another. So that's what we're talking about today. Okay, so let me give you an example of how you could do the first three the first three pieces, but still have things fall apart without this boundaries and communication, just so I make this crystal clear, because I think when you hear this, you'll be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that happens to me. All right, so let's say one of your big goals, one of the big visions in your life is like, I just want to be more present with my family. I want to have more quality time with them. Okay, I'm not going to be in my deathbed when I'm 90 thinking, I wish I had spent more time in my email. I'm going to regret not having more quality time with maybe my kids or spouse or just my family. So that's your goal. So number two, when we're moving on to the time and freedom and schedules and calendars, you're like, all right, I'm going to schedule in a couple nights a week for family dinners. This is really present time. We're not all going to put the cell phones away. I'm not going to overdo this and say seven nights a week. How about a couple nights a week? Because everyone has stuff going on. 
That would be great. And uh, some other effective action items. I'm going to block out some time on Saturdays for like a family activity and love to have a 15 minute family meeting on like Sunday afternoons just to kind of get us to regroup. Okay. These are just some action items you may have thought through when you're creating your goals and then kind of made that space on your calendar and on your schedule for it. Number three, like, all right, I know this is going to fall apart if I don't got some kind of system around it. So you might set up systems for making dinner on family dinner nights ahead of time so you can actually relax that evening and be present with your family. So maybe that means, you know, you're making it earlier in the week or you're prepping that morning or you're ordering in even whatever, like you're just kind of going to get that under control, create a system around there. And then you're like, I'm going to brainstorm all these activities. So when Saturdays comes around, we are armed, we're ready, we're prepared. We know we're going to, you know, we have some things to choose from. Um, And maybe you have this like agenda in your mind for that team meeting that's going to happen Sunday. And you're going to create this every week. So you're getting these specific, like really deliberate systems in place. All sounds great, right? Perfect. Like, how can this fail? Well, let's talk about number four. You haven't really thought through the boundaries and communications around this fantastic plan, which by the way, it is quite fantastic. Family dinner nights comes around and although you've kind of told everyone about it, nobody really remembers. Your son makes a plan with a friend, your daughter accepts a babysitting job. Um, You know, like it just doesn't come together. Definitely not the way you envisioned it. You plan to go on a family hike as your activity on Saturday But instead, you wake up in the morning and you check your email for work, and this results you working for the next like three and a half hours. And so the hike just doesn't happen because everyone just starts getting busy and they're doing their own thing. And um, you bring up that family meeting that Sunday time. And at that family meeting, you're like, all right, book the vacation to Vermont. And instead of everyone being excited, you spend the next 30 minutes with sulking kids. They're complaining. They're like, why can't we go to the beach? Or why can't we go the week after? There's this huge like party I wanted to go to. Or why can't we visit the cousins? And it like all blows up in your face, right? There's like nothing. You're like, this was not like that intentional fun, like time that I wanted to bring the family together. All right. So what has actually happened through all this? And by the way, I bet you can apply this to your work exactly the same way, right? Um, You have this goal, you create something on the calendar, you have a system, and then something just breaks down at the end, some type of that communication or boundaries. And what actually happens in this types of situations is that you lose your credibility as a leader, okay? You are losing that Uh, Like, you know, people are actually kind of, in a sense, losing respect or just not taking you seriously or just kind of, I don't know, sometimes just like glancing over all that hard work you're putting in. And that is really freaking annoying, right? It's so annoying because you did all the things right. You did one, two, and three. You're like, I did all that work. Uh, You know, why, why is this? Why do I feel this way? And why do people potentially even perceiving me this way? It really freaking sucks. I hate it. So, If you don't communicate effectively or in a way that supports buy-in, if you don't share your ideas or your plans effectively in a way that gets everybody else on board, now it doesn't mean they're always going to agree and think everything you decided or thought about is super fantastic, like 100%, but we've got to start communicating so we can start at least getting them on, on board with the idea, right? If you don't abide by your 
own personal boundaries. Like this is my work time. This is my personal time. This is my email time, right? This is how long I will spend on strategizing, etc. Then my sweet love, my friend, you are more or less screwed. You're not, you're not going to be able to see this through to fruition and you end up just super frustrated. And again, just often just thinking less that you're capable of less. And that's to me is the worst thing when this starts impacting your self-confidence, your self-esteem. Ah, I just, I, I hate it. And I just, it burns me up. So here is the cold, hard truth. <laughs> your life is typically made up of teams. You got teams, lady. You got teams. You got teams at work and you have a team at home. And you've got to start thinking of them like your team. I think that team at home often is sort of like you're not thinking of it that way. Yes, I know that logically they're thinking of family, but we've got to almost change this mindset and be like, this is my team. And team requires teamwork. That means we are communicating together. We are collaborating together. That means we're working together. We are partnering together. And yes, that takes more work from you. That takes more time. That takes a little bit more effort. But that end result is always a thousand times better than not putting in that effort in the first place, right? Especially... We, this can go by the wayside sometimes when everyone has come to rely on you for all their needs and all their demands and all the guidance and all the solutions. Sometimes we can just kind of bottle that up and just be running with it, right? Going through the motions. You're like, I just got to solve. I got to solve. I got to solve. I got to do. I got to do. I got to do. Instead of really bringing them in and again, team at work and team at home and you find yourself pleasing and saying yes and being the yes, ma'am, yes, sir, yes, 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 when you shouldn't. And you start feeling guilty to say no or to kind of push back or suggest something that, oh, hello, might be a little bit inconvenient for somebody else, but works for you. Do you hear me, sister? Is this what you go through? If it is, this is going to require change from what you're currently doing. If you want different results, we've got to make some changes in your actions. And all the good things that are worth it require some of that change, some of that transformation, some of that that evolution, right? What got you here won't get you there. It won't get you to that next phase in your life, that next stage in your life, that next um, goal in your life. Again, whether it's your team at work or your team at home which also means it takes courage. Yo, we all know change takes courage, but I know you can do this because you've done much more courageous things in your life than resisting the urge to stay buried in your email or accepting another invitation when you know you really shouldn't or just because you think you should, right? Because that will look good. You have done far more courageous things in your life There's a good chance you have birthed some children, you have started a family, you have kicked ass in a career, you've started a business, you've had some really difficult conversations, you've left some hard relationships, you have done hard things, you can do this too. So now let me take you through a simple two-step process around creating boundaries. Okay, this is simple, because I like to keep it all simple, and of course this will lead into our action for the week. The way that you change your boundaries or create new boundaries, sometimes you don't have them at all. And the other times you're like, I've just got to really like take what I got and work on it and improve it. The way you do that is number one, decide 
and make a pact to yourself about your new boundary. Like, first of all, decide on it. I'll talk about that in just a second. And then step two, kindly and collaboratively let other people know about it. And I'll get more into that as well. So this is basically like creating the boundary and then communicating the boundary. All right, so let's start off with step one. You got to get really clear on what that boundary is going to be. Do not get wishy-washy right from the start. You start from that place. If you're not really clear on it, clear on it, it's definitely not going to work if you're in a gray zone right off the bat. So for example, if you are a doctor, if you have your practice and you decide, you're like, this is not working for me. I am seeing patients all day long. I'm stuck. I'm buried in admin. I'm not doing any of the new business development or growing my practice. And I'm not in that CEO role. You may decide I can only see patients on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays after 11 a.m. And that is the boundary that you stick with when you are tell, get scheduling your patients to come in. And unless they absolutely cannot make those times, like they are just, you know, it, it, there's no other way that it will ever work in the next month for them. They actually are, are working those days, whatever, you know, yes, you can make the exception here or there, but you're not starting off from that place. You're starting off with, here's my boundary. Here's what's going to be. And here's how I'm going to relay it on my website. How I'm going to tell people on the phone, how my administrative support is going to tell my clients, we are getting very clear on this boundary. Now, it doesn't mean it's set in stone that you can never compromise or make any adjustments. I'm not seeing that. Of course, that's not true. But if you're hesitant and you start giving options right away, like if you're like, oh, but um, I really see patients Monday, Wednesday, Friday after 11. But if you can't make that, then what, you know, let me know and I'll find another time for you. Don't start that way. Don't start off giving options. Say it with confidence. You are 100% inviting other people to infringe on your boundaries if you are wishy-washy, okay? And truly, it's an invitation. So that's number one. Get very clear. Get very clear. Practice it. Figure out all the channels in which you need to deliver that boundary so that it's very clear in your mind and that there's no gray zone. Number two. Now, this can sometimes be a little tougher, although the first one can be tough on some people and this one as not as much, but you decide. But number two, again, we've got to kindly and collaboratively let other people know about it. So it's just not all in your head because this is going to impact other people. So this can be especially tough with your current colleagues or clients or patients or students or kids or husbands or wives, right? Because they've already come to expect a certain behavior from you. You've already set the expectations and now you're trying to evolve it or transform it a bit. So the key to this communication is to let other people know what that change is going to be by, here's the, here's the real key here, by always shining a light on the benefit to them. Highlight why this change or this new boundary or this improvement or, you know, this, this change is going to work in their favor and it's in their best interest. Y'all, at the end of the day, everybody wants to know what's in it for me. So I guarantee you, if your best chance of getting buy-in or a better result or a little bit more acceptance is to always uh, identify that change in the light of what's the benefit and the interest of the other person. So I'll give you some examples about this. So um, let's say you might put this in an email. You have a, um, a conversation or it could be a conversation or an email with someone and uh, you are really 
want to set your boundaries around when you're going to get back to them an email. You're buried in email all the time and you're like, I want to just, you know, really put some boundaries around it. So you might say in your email autoresponder, in an effort to give you my full focus and utmost clarity, I will respond to your email within two hours because I'm doing other, you know, as I'm working with other, as I'm, sorry, taking care of like, you know, uh, priorities. If it's an urgent matter and cannot wait, please text urgent to my phone to let me know to check my email. Or let's say it's an appointment. And again, you're like, um, you know, you are that doctor and you're going to keep those Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I might say in an email or phone conversation with someone in an effort to give you our best service and the full attention of our team. Moving forward, appointments are available on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Done. That's it. You don't have to justify why you just did. You put it in the light of the other person. I want to give you our best service. I want to give you the full attention of our team. Okay. And so one more, if um, office hours, let's say you're a professor and now you want to change and you used to be available all the time to your students. You're like, I want to put specific boundaries around that. You might say in an effort to give you my undivided attention and full focus moving forward, please direct all your questions on the shared board during office hours, which are Monday to Thursday, two to 4 PM. Do you see how it's about them? I want to give you undivided attention. I want to give you the best focus. So therefore, I am making this change. So these are kind messages are all about the other person, the benefit towards them. And while you're able to lift this stress off of yourself by absolutely putting in those boundaries, this is a double win because it also sets the expectations for others while it releases the stress off of you. Ladies, this is so possible. I do this all the time with clients. I do this in my home. In fact, this is going to be your homework. Okay, so you know, I always wanna leave you with a challenge and let me jump into that right now before we recap and wrap up. So the challenge for this week is to put up at least one boundary this week, like actually maybe in the next 24 hours while you're, because you're inspired and motivated right now. Okay, and then Remember, first of all, don't be wishy-washy about it. And then two, communicate it clearly. And then number three, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash 75. Let me know you did it so I can cheer you on and um, help guide you in any way. All right. So before we close out today's lesson on boundaries and communication, let's do a quick recap on the four integrated pieces of life and control. Goals and vision. Time, freedom, and schedules systemization, and communication and boundaries. All right, life in control. This is what brings it all together. This is a transformative coaching experience to get on top of your lists and your systems and your dings and your rings and your meals and your workflow and your habits and your calendar and all the other energy-sucking demands so you take back control at work and at home. If this has served you well, remember to sign up for a free training that I'm holding in just a few weeks. I think it'll be about... It's um, mid-August, and it's called How Today's Busiest Working Moms Are Getting It All Done at Work and at Home with Less Stress. Just sign up. Go to lifeisorganized.com forward slash training, and I'll send you all the deets. I'll be teaching you those four universal principles, how to get out of overwhelm and into control. All right, my love, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your positive vibes. Know that I'm always sending them back your way. And here's to getting more of the right things done. Wishing you a very successful week and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.